When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome back to The Run Home. We're about to go across the border and speak to, well, Bryce, he, uh, this man's a two-time premiership captain. He tells me that uh, he kept the club together with Malcolm Blight's wild out there theories and coaching uh, ploys and tactics. It was Mark Bickley looking after the club. Uh, he's the host of The Crow Show, which is an award-winning show in Adelaide. Um, he is the head coach of Emmanuel College over there in Adelaide, one of the uh, fine schools, private schools. He had his first player drafted that he coached as well. And he's the new uh, co-host of SENSA's breakfast show. Kane Corns out, Andrew Hayes out, and Mark Bickley is one half of the new SENSA breakfast show, the first day of which will be February 14. And he's been good enough to join us on the line. Barry, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon, Josh and Bryce. I reckon about... 15% of what you just said then was true. So, um, and that is that I coach a footy team at one of the private schools over here. The rest, I think, was a bit of, uh, apart from the SEN stuff, which we're really looking forward to, not much truth around the other stuff. Well, talk to us about why Why did you, what you've done a heap of radio, a heap of media work over your, over your uh, career, playing and post. Why, why did you jump back in the chair or why are you willing to jump back in the chair for, SENSA, particularly those breakfast. Oh, mate, when the phone, when the alarm goes off at four o'clock, there's nothing worse. Why have you signed up for that? Uh, look, it's, it's just um, it's a great opportunity. You know, I love um, have worked in the media, as you said, rather extensively, and um, during COVID, uh, a lot of that sort of those opportunities were reduced in Adelaide. So um, now we're sort of opening back up again, and things are happening. And uh, like I said, really flattered for the opportunity to. To work on SEN, so Jared Walsh is going to join me. He's, uh, for those who don't know, he's the on-ground announcer for the Port Adelaide Football Club. He does the basketball over here. He does it for the Boomers as well. He's the, he was our man in in Qatar for the World Cup and the Socceroos. So he's uh, he's a bit of sporting royalty over here in South Australia. So we're going to have a great time. Now there was some big news uh, in Adelaide this morning, and it's probably been bubbling away for you guys who are who are closer to it than us, but. Uh, former number six draft selection Fisher Mackesy uh, has uh, has walked away from the game. So signed a contract extension not that long ago, but he's he's basically come out in a statement and said that he no longer has the passion to play and perform at the elite level. And unfortunately, I've lost the uh, I've lost a lot of the enjoyment to des- and desire, excuse me, to improve, which is required to make it. At the top level, did this come as a surprise to 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 most in Adelaide? Oh, I don't think so, I, um, because it had sort of, like I said, it been bubbling away a little bit. He uh, late last year, I think it was around November, he requested to go back to Melbourne um, and spend some time with his family. He just uh, wanted to step away from the club for personal reasons. So, I think it was that. that uh, was a you know it was obviously a, a red flag that things weren't you know going perfectly and he's just had such an interrupted sort of journey with his footy career um, 
Now, he was pick six, as you said, really highly rated. He actually won the MVP for the at the national championships. You know, so in his draft, you know, blokes like Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson, you know, he, mm. he was the MVP ahead of those guys and, and you know, was highly touted, uh, went at pick six, but then came over and pretty much as soon as he got over here, sort of COVID hit yep. and, you know, he was isolated and, and you would know uh, a lot of the young players, they do take some time to acclimatise, to, to move into the state and all those types of things. And, and when you're isolated like that in a city where you don't know many people, that, that was clearly difficult. He was pretty much thrown into the deep end as well. Adelaide were really battling at that stage. He played 10 games in his first year and probably before he was ready. And uh, at different stages got exposed. And I think that really sort of rocked his confidence. He didn't play any footy after that. And to be quite frank, he's been battling at the sandful level over here. Really hasn't sort of been a dominant player in any way at that sort of lower level. So um, there have always been some issues around that. He's, his dad uh, suffered an illness and he had to go back and spend some time with him. And then uh, I think last preseason, he had a stress fracture in his femur, which mm. is a pretty serious uh, affliction and that doesn't allow you to train much in the preseason. So really hasn't had a great run at it. And, and I guess, you know, you would know, Josh, when you're injured or when you are battling away, it can be a, a really tough gig. And, uh, and I think that in the end has, has worn him down. And unfortunately, he's at that stage where... You know, when you don't want to come to training, when you know his words where he doesn't want to uh, strive to improve anymore, like there's, there's nothing harder than yeah. trying to be a professional athlete if it becomes that grind. And um, you know, fortunately, for pretty much most of my career, I always loved going to training and enjoyed enjoyed it immensely. Towards the end, it just started to become a grind, and that's when you just know that it's it's time to give it away. But I can only imagine what it would be like striving to be that professional athlete or, you know, probably for four or five years as a teenager, you get there and then three or four years in, you fall out of love with it. That must be a hard decision to then decide to walk away. And, and hard for Adelaide as well because their their record with some of their first-round picks hasn't been great. Uh, and this one here at, at, at pick six, you know, um, any bust in that sort of top ten you know, potentially can hurt you. So, you know, that'd be a little bit flat with that. Um, and I, th- I think he was pretty much billed as the replacement for, for Daniel Talia. So Daniel Talia has been gone now for a couple of years. And fortunately for Adelaide, they've, they've been lucky with, with Jordan Butts, who was a rookie-listed player. He's pretty much come in and stayed in the team from his debut and, and been a pretty solid player. So, yes, Adelaide be very disappointed that it hasn't turned out for Fisher because of the, the sort of high pick but in you know real terms how much has it hurt them I'm not sure it's, it's going to be a real disaster for them because they've they've been able to sort of minimize that through some shrewd picking sort of late in the draft. Mark what are you feeling like you're obviously coaching Emmanuel College and congratulations on getting one of your players drafted I think that's a, a great achievement for a, a coach that's a rewarding part of it definitely in mm. preparing them but I guess a lot of these young men, and Fisher's one of the, the result of that is I just want to walk away. I just I've, he's fallen out of love with the game. That's really where we've come to, and I I think it's a really sad story. But there's a lot of these guys who have come through school, have missed out on a lot of school footy and lockdowns and COVID and pandemics, and that they've missed a lot of their growing up as well. Um, mm. do, do you, 
suspect this may be um, the start of maybe the first of a few that may feel like this, that don't actually love the grind. I suppose you look back at your career and go, I, I love the grind. These guys mm. aren't because of what they've experienced in recent years. Are you getting that sense from being a young coach? Yeah, look, it's it's interesting because you get all different types of personalities. And I think one of the things uh, being a coach of youngsters, what you're trying to coach is balance because what you can get is boys who are really talented at, you know, 13, 14, 15 and already, you know, being super disciplined and super, you know, hell-bent on wanting to be an AFL player. And like you say, for going all those great things we do as a kid, which is hanging around with your mates and, you know, doing all those fun things. And if you sacrifice all those things and you put all your eggs in one basket, you do risk, uh, you know, potentially going too hard too early and, and it becoming a grind or you risk, you know, it doesn't always work out when you get drafted and then you don't leave, leave yourself a whole lot. So the discussions we have as coaching young men is around having balance. You know, it's about... Yes, wanting to improve and, and be the best version of yourself, but you have to be dedicating some time to, you know, what happens if footy doesn't work out, so that study or whether it's doing some work experience. And, and then, of course, it's just, you know, you've got to be able to live and um, and, and lead a life because, um, you know, that, those skills around interaction and, and you know, those personal skills, yep. I, I think that's probably the, the thing that is uh, most at risk for young people these days, it's really easy to have a phone and not have to actually communicate with anyone. You can order your food and have it dropped off at your door. You can order anything you like and have it dropped off at your door. You, you can text people all day. You don't actually have to get out of that comfort zone and meet people face-to-face and have conversations. And so they're the things that, that we're encouraging the younger people to do, to get out and experience as much as they can and do stuff. And so if footy doesn't work out, you've got these other things to fall back on. So I hope that it doesn't go that way. And I think most sort of young people that are coaching young men are a bit the same way. Let's let's not be hell-bent on, you know, you have to get drafted. And, and, and players are going to want to do that anyway, but they've, they've just got to have that balance as well and make sure... First and foremost, those years from 13 to 16 and 17 and playing school footy or club footy with four or five of your best mates, they should be times you look back on really fondly as really enjoyable times, not times where you're stressing because you're not getting a kick or you know, you're know you not winning games. So that's what we try and promote. And, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Bix, uh, a quick one before we, we let you go now. Be careful what you say. You know, you're an SEN man. We like to write these stories up uh port adelaide what what does what does 2023 have in store for ken hinckley do you think yeah well it's an interesting one because i actually really like port adelaide's list you know i thought they just got away to a horrible start last year and lost their first five games and two of those one was after the siren against adelaide with jordan dawson Mm. another one was by under a kick to carlton at the mcg uh so you know, they were they were behind the eight ball pretty much, you know, from that point onwards. I think um, what they have got now with, you know, hopefully Scott Lysette comes back in and he gives them that ruck presence. You know, Jeremy Finlayson, whilst he did a great job, I just, just don't know how sustainable it is when you just don't have that first mm. line ruckman yeah. week in, week out. Um, they missed Fantasia, who didn't play a game at all last year. They bring in Junior Rioli. They get Jason Horn francis I think they made the transition 
through the midfield, it's no longer sort of Boke and Gray and those types they rely on. It's now Rosie Butters and Wines who are all sort of entering sort of that prime period of their career. So I, I see finals okay. uh, for Port Adelaide, mm. but it doesn't really answer the question about Ken Hinckley because I still think if they finish six, seventh, or eighth, I'm just not sure whether after ten or eleven years the club are going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep rolling on with Ken. So. I think it's probably it's got to be a really exceptional year for Ken, yeah. and I hope it is because you know, like, you know, he's a great footy person, and he's been fantastic for footy in this state in terms of how giving he is with his time, and you know, wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit, and we've seen uh, him get really close, and you know, a couple of prelims, and you know, small margins, and all those types of things. So I hope Port Adelaide can rebound after a pretty poor year last year. And it's not beyond the realms of the possibility in terms of, you know, Melbourne had that really down year before bouncing up. Collingwood last year, seven, or sorry, two years ago, 17th and first year coach, and they bounce up into the top four. So mm. I think clubs, if your list is pretty strong, you can rebound from a, a down year. And I think that is what is going to happen for Port Adelaide. And I, I get a sense... Mm. If you can remember when Ken Hinckley first started, he came over and they played really free-flowing, attacking footy. I think uh, Darren Burgess was in charge and they just ran teams off their feet. I think they will look to be a bit more attacking this year. And I oh, think Ken's yep. probably thinking, you know, if, if we're going to, um, you know, if, I, if I'm going to go out, let's go out playing, you know, a, a brand of footy attacking. that I really believe in, I think. So I think that, that they might play some attacking footy this year. Uh, we look forward to it. And uh, Mark Bickley, we thank you for your time. Good luck with your new role at SENSA starting February 14. Uh, you're a good man. We'll speak soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks, uh, Bryce. Thanks, Josh. Mark Bickley, our guest.